I sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom All it takes is ten drinks minimum If you're looking for right It's Friday. What? Why are you guys live? It's a Friday. Yeah, we just like pulled the rug out from everything. Oh, man. And I feel that it's they deserve it. They deserve it. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have a show last Sunday because it was Mom's Day. And I forgot. And uh, then I'm not going to be here Sunday because I'll be in uh, Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia. You know, I didn't I didn't hold out long enough. Like I, mm. I like, like I nutted in life, and then like I didn't wait for you to get there. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know, right? You, you came too quick. You came too quick. <laughs> because uh. you know, ever since I did move there, I've, I'm, I'm obviously back in Albuquerque now. But mm. it was like you know, like Chris Chris Burnett's coming to our DC. Mm-hmm. He'll be in DC, and so it's gonna be great to like show him around my city, right? But I didn't stick around long enough for you to mm-hmm. yeah. to well, show you around. You were like, nah, <laughs> nah. I feel like you also didn't get to stick around long enough to really like play in the music scene too much while you were there, right? I mean, did you get to play any while you were there? I got to play a um a f- couple of shows, mm. and um it was. We were trying to start a little collective in where, say, somebody started a band. It would be um, our duty to kind of back them up and then mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. it were time for my time to shine. Like, I'm going to book this show, say, at this oh, venue. Okay. It was their job to learn my songs. And, it, like, you know, it works both ways. Right, right. Like a good, yeah, a little collective. And there's, and there's one of those here. Uh, Monsoon Music Collective. Oh yeah, they all play in each other's bands. That's yeah, tight. yeah, and they're all playing each other's bands. Uh, before we get before we get too deep into this, I want to say this show is sponsored. I should actually add that to the screen, but uh, we are sponsored. I want to say thank you and a big shout out to the uh, Bird of Paradise for sponsoring the show with beers oh yeah back yeah. back from the i guess not back from the dead it's mm. they've they've been open I, yeah. I guess essentially like well essential workers you know right right, like right people need their booze you know people need their booze man and it was weird because i actually went into my old place of business i can actually say it now hobby lobby yeah yeah, yeah. and with that they were closed down for a while really? and they were actually in trouble during like covid times we're having like I mean, I guess crafts aren't essential, quote unquote. No. So they closed down, but you know, they're still like. How did they? Did they try to get around it anyway? Oh, they did. Well, they they got around it, mm-hmm. but I guess illegally. I yeah, mean, oh, of course, yeah. Um, I shouldn't even say it's illegal. It was just like, hey, everyone, stay the fuck home. But they got this. Then, um, I guess the manager, the management system, were like, we still have all these like you know, displays to build, you know, in case, you know, when, when we do open up back, because I think initially it was only like, what, we're going to be closed down for like two weeks or some shit. Right, right. And so, yeah, uh, it was one of those things where you go in and, of course, the store is closed. You just not open for business, but, of course, the product still needs to move. Displays need to be made. Yeah. You can't just walk in like one day and be like, oh, well, this is just where we left off like a couple of months ago or two weeks ago. That would be crazy, right? Yeah, 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 and and that and they got in trouble for that, which is, I mean, I I, I don't know how to think about it, but whereas my job when I was in DC was a grocer, and of course we didn't close, we couldn't close, you know, people needed their coconut juice or whatever, yeah, <laughs> their coconut waters, so people needed their fucking <laughs> gluten free freaking muffins, yeah, mm, gluten free muffins. <laughs> And it's it. I don't know how to feel about it because mm-hmm. I 
did did work the entire um pandemic and um i would say that i i felt good i was providing a service to like you know the community and then people who like got like unemployment that were actually in like in retrospect making more than me i mean dude do i wish i were unemployment i don't know i'm just saying that yeah how did you feel about that because like People ask me about it, and I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't get this fucking anger. Yeah. Of like, someone got something and I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, like right now, there's like a big uh, the the student loan. The oh student loan, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So, uh, I I paid off my student loans. I'm I'm debt free on student loan aspect. And if uh, they swipe through and they come through and like knock out ninety thousand dollars off a friend of mine's like student loans. Fuck yeah. Yeah, there you go. What the fuck? Why do we give a shit about that? You know? Like, oh, they didn't pay mine off. When when am I going to get mine? Right. Is a is an attitude that, like, just whatever. It's a crazy. <laughs> and it's it's really weird. And um, It is really weird, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, yeah. it's a controversial, like, yeah. hot take. We're like, I, that's good. Hot take, guys. <laughs> what do you think about this uh, student loan debt uh, where they're going to get rid of it? You know, you, you just paid off, Chuck, you just paid off your $40,000. How do you feel about that? It's fucking bullshit, right? I was like, that's all the, like, talking head kind of shit. <laughs> and it's like, no, I don't, I, honestly, I don't give a fuck, you know? And, uh, you know, if you're doing good in life and, and, and you know, someone else isn't, and then they get a leg up. Oh no, mm-hmm. good for them, you know. And um, I don't know where I was going with that, but like uh, the other thing. What was the other thing that's kind of like that too? It's uh, um, you know, like oh, the, what you're saying. It's like you know, people who didn't have to work and they just sat at home and they got unemployment. I mean, oh, good for them. I mean, yeah, you know, right. <laughs> uh, I got to keep my job, and then whenever the uh, everybody got back to go back, got to go back to work, then I didn't have to like transition or go, you know, freak out about it. I already, I was already, you know, working. I, I'm sure on their end, like hmm. it's really fucking stressful, and you don't know what future you have no, in like yeah. the workplace, right? So to have that unemployment, like I'm yeah. glad they got it. Like, what was the other alternative? Like, right, <laughs> fucking uh, starve. Well, yeah, <laughs> or um, get kicked out of the street. No, and then they're you know busting in my window because I have food and they don't. You know, I mean that's mm-hmm. that's how you know people are like, well, I don't think it got that bad. I'm like, I tell you this much: if if there wouldn't have been that unemployment, people there would there'd be a lot more homeless people. There'd be a lot more people. On the street, and I mean, sooner or later, I mean, if throughout history, you know, the, if there's too many poor and there's not very many rich, the, the, the poor start, mm-hmm. you know, busting into the, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna storm the, the castle. All right, but you know. Ultimately, did I stay? Ma- no, I didn't. I wasn't yeah. mad. No, I'm not mad about that. And then, but yeah, it was like I would say, mm-hmm. uh, dealing with, uh, you know, talking to former coworkers, like um, it's. You know, it was a transition. Like I, can't, yeah. I, 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 I was trying to visualize what my life would have been like if I had not left to DC and stayed in that um, position. I, yeah, it would, it would have been, it would have been like a very stressful, mm-hmm. like um, not having, like having a job is a predictable kind of like comfort asset you need. Yeah, and I definitely would have been uneasy. And pretty much scared the entire time because, well, you know, fucking pandemic. Yeah, and you also don't know when it was going to end. You also don't know when they're going to cut off the the payments, and you don't know if you need to save every single cent you have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and spend as very little as possible, and you know, just in case you know you don't have any money all of a sudden for several months. Exactly. You know, and then it's funny because I was reading this article. I mean, this is literally nothing about what I wanted to talk about today, but this is fine. I was reading this article about how like people are like constantly saying like no one wants to work and that's actually not the truth. The truth is is the people who were expected to go back to the job that they had went and got went and found and got a better job. Oh, exactly. And it's like awesome. Oh, you, you kind of like realize like how um shitty I guess yeah. like, I don't know capitalism in that way where like you were in a kind of a, a situation where you didn't know any better right and you just realized that well there's better shit out there absolutely well the, the thing i did want to talk about to today though it's kind of a weird i've actually been wanting to the, to bring this up for a while so just to give some people background when did you at what age did you start playing music for me yeah um you know i i really wanted to play drums when i was 16 yeah 
and it was one of those things where like i was tapping on stuff i had mm-hmm. like admired like drummers just from any of the limited live music i'd seen at the time and i wanted to be a drummer and the, the thing that was shitty um is that drums are the most expensive uh, oh, yeah, instrument yeah, yeah. and, and they're the most expensive they 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 take up the most room and they're the loudest, most yeah, obnoxious like, thing. Yeah, like when to you learn. Pra- when do you practice? Like when do you practice? When is your neighbor's gonna fucking call the cops? You know, right? It's it's a tough it's a tough go. And that that was that wasn't a luxury I had at the time. Like in like in, of course, I stayed home moms. I if I have to practice drums, I mean we have uh, like electric drums these days, like mm. the little pads, which is now great fucking can tool. You, can you imagine though? Can you imagine? Your parents buy you a set of electric drums, and that's what you learn on. And then that first fucking day, like, where and you become like a you know like a master. Mm-hmm. And then the first day you switch over to like real ones, they're like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> you're just like, holy fuck! It's like, ow, my ears. Yeah. Ugh. But no, I will. I wanted to play drums like when I was sixteen. I really was into, you know, kind of like the the basic. I say basic as in like. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the cringy type of metal. <laughs> like I was really into like, you know, Metallica's Black oh, Album gosh. and shit. Like it was, dun, into, dun, I, I was really dun, into Corn. Yeah, so like Megadeth's, uh, you know, it's not metal if you don't have that extra pedal. <laughs> so I was really into that stuff. But then what it ultimately turned out to is like I had um, friends who were playing guitar and like mm-hmm. could you know play i had actually one really good like guitar virtuoso friend mm-hmm. his name was richard and he would just like you know play like fucking ingway moundstein shit <laughs> like steve Vai. those dudes always do though yeah those yeah. guys who are like virtuosos they're always playing joe satriani ingway <laughs> moundstein uh fucking uh kenny wayne shepherd or oh whatever. Yeah, 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 and, yeah and then like in like it's fun to watch for about five minutes, uh-huh. and then you're like, "All right, uh, can you can you play like that Nirvana song or whatever, like three chords?" <laughs> and, they, and they get all they're all, oh, "I guess." Yeah, yeah. It's like, can you play like the "Time of Your Life" yeah. by Green Day? It's like, God <laughs> yeah. damn it! And they get all they're like, <laughs> "So anyway, like he was my friend, and <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I need to fucking play guitar." So he taught me my first chords, like the power chords. And it was from there that I didn't even attempt to learn how to like cover songs. I I learned like Blitzkrit Bop by the Ramones, and oh, then yeah, from, yeah. from there, like I wrote a song, pretty much the next really? month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was never a person to. Yeah. I guess I, I that's the way I learned was to write my own shit, mm-hmm. and I wrote my first song at seventeen. That's pretty cool. When did, when was the first time you went on tour? Like oh, an actual tour. That would have been um, when I moved to Portales. Mm-hmm. And we had... I had joined this band called Super Strings for Super Friends. Oh, that I remember that band. Yeah, and it was kind of like a... I mean, it was like a regional thing. Mm-hmm. It was where you like play like, oh, we're going to play fucking Clovis. And then we're going to move on to like fucking San Angelo or whatever some shit. Amarillo, Lubbock, mm-hmm. like El Paso, like Hobbs, all that stuff. Because, you know, you kind of have, at that point, there kind of been a little community of just like-minded bands. Yeah. Who, because I can remember bands in Farmington starting, like people my age, and they would just, you know, play like like a cover show. Right. It's like, we're going to play fucking a couple songs off. 10 and then we're gonna move on to a sublime song and then they would play shows like at the boys and girls club <laughs> <laughs> that's cool and then so when, when i moved to portales it's like no we're, we're fucking like punk rock kids and like screamo was getting big like at the drive I was like we're gonna fucking and like really into modest mouse and so me not learning how to i guess write our cover songs i just wrote my own it's like hey let's make this into a song and um Sure enough, it, we we got a tour going, playing with like people who did the same thing around like Las Cruces, all that stuff. So that was the first one. I would say it was two thousand and two. So 
this article. No, no, that's not yeah. true. Okay. My first one when I was I was in twenty, we were in Phoenix, Arizona, and we were playing at Jugheads, and I was under twenty one. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the reason why I brought this up is this article came out. Um, it was in April, the beginning of April. In uh, it's from Stereo Gum. I don't know if you've ever seen StereoGum.com. And the actual title of the article is, Why are musicians expected to be miserable on tour just to break even? Did you see this article? It kind of made national news a little bit. Um, I have not read the article, but I can get the gist of yeah. how... I guess there was been like a, a stagnant wage... As far as local bands, or I'm sorry, touring bands go, and with what with inflation, it's that there's it's not a viable thing to do anymore. Yeah. Which is what I'm guessing it is. Well, so this band, um, I gotta find. I'm trying to pull up the article real quick so I can uh, uh, put it on the. Let's see here, put it on the screen. Uh, stereo gum. I just got a, I just got a message. It's like we can. St- we, I love that we can hear Brody barking. Is that what someone said? Yeah, <laughs> she's like laying on the ground or she's sleeping. Oh, well, then that may be another dog then. Oh, she was barking earlier, probably. Uh, let me see if I can share this screen here. And I do. I do. I cherish the time I did go and like check on this tour. That's <laughs> nuts. That's yes, it was. It was you know formative and. Yeah, one of the best times of my life. Would I ever do it again? Fuck no. <laughs> so in this stereo gum article, right? I mean, it shows these two guys like yep, that's... basically sleeping in a in a fucking in the back of the van or the trailer or yep, whatever yep. the fuck. We played a show in El Paso, yeah. and then we didn't get a hotel, and so we drove up. Um, you, I don't know if you've been to El Paso, but there's like those mountains to where like mm-hmm. you get from one side of El Paso to the other. Well, you can like vert off and go in like these dirt roads. Yeah, and then, of course, Brady Unspot was there, and so <laughs> he's he, like off-roading himself, <laughs> and he was always off-roading. And then he was like, "Yeah, he had tents ready," and I was like, "You know what? I'm not, I'm not gonna sleep on the ground in a tent. Can I just sleep in like the there trailer, like that, like yeah, like like in a trailer with a yeah. bunch of equipment?" And they're like, "No, we that's <laughs> that's kind of dangerous. Like equipment could fall on you." Well, so, so yeah, so, yeah, right, yeah, so, like, the thing is, is, like, they're talking about in this article, like, basically this, uh, let's see if I can find the band, uh, indie rock band Wednesday sparked a conversation about the economics of touring in 2022, uh, we spoke to DIIV, Squirrel Flower, and others about getting in the age of Spotify and COVID, and so this guy kind of breaks it down, and uh, one one thing that they talked about is like you know South by Southwest used to be like the like fucking thing to do. Oh yeah, like you, you had to go if you were doing well for yourself. It mm-hmm. was kind of expected yeah. that you would play South by Southwest. And I didn't realize how shitty South by Southwest is really like now. I mean, I've so, never played it, but well, no, but I, like I, literally now they 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 offered them according to this article, they offered the band either a hundred bucks. To play the set they played, or they could all get free passes to the whole thing, either or. Ugh. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fucking gross, man. And so this guy posts on here, like, basically what the tour looked like for them. And it's like, he has, like, the South by Southwest tour. And uh, I don't know if it's going to show this. Let me switch it to this. Uh, Even, I, I would I would say that. There was never money made when we toured. It was yeah. just kind of an experience, and it was yeah. in the hope that oh yeah, we'll we'll get a following after it, which we did. But yeah, and this guy he tweeted. He said, "This is before paying a ten ten percent um, of the money to the booking agent, not including food and expenses." So this is their South by South tour. They made five hundred dollars in Asheville. Then they paid eighty three. And this is before. This is I think before gas prices skyrocketed. Oh, you want a beer? Yes. And uh, this is before they spike. So he says they make 500 bucks in Asheville. They pay $84 in gas. Then they made $200 in Opelika. Then they have to pay $200 for a hotel room and then another 100 for gas. 200 bucks in New Orleans. 
then uh, 1210 bucks for an Airbnb for five days in uh, in uh, what do you call it? Uh, New Orleans or in, uh, in Austin. Mm-hmm. So this is where people got all pissed because like they were talking about how shitty is a tour, and someone's like, "Well, you didn't have to spend twelve hundred dollars on an Airbnb." And he's like, so we should just fucking sleep in a flea bag or sleep in the fucking trailer, you know? <laughs> right? And so then the so on the house shows that they played in Austin, they made $134. And what a house show, I want to explain to people what a house show is. That's where some individual has set aside their home as an actual venue. And most likely it's a real shithole. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's it you know it's like a flop house for like you know punk dudes or yeah. rock dudes. And depending and, on like how you get paid, it's either like mm-hmm. like donations. Like some some guy has like a big like jug of like a coffee can. Yeah. Or like you pay like this twelve year old kid to like take money at the door. Right. And of course they're not always doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And like you might make twenty bucks, you might make a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. But so they made one hundred and thirty four dollars doing house shows, an Austin house show. Then they paid another hundred in gas, and then another hundred in gas. I don't know why in a row. And then another two hundred for a hotel, and then seven hundred fifty dollars they made in Dallas for a show. Three hundred in Little Rock, and then eighty four dollars for gas, and then another hundred and five dollars for gas. So, all the shows that they they played, they made two thousand eighty four dollars. The expenses were two thousand one hundred eighty two dollars. Profit of negative ninety eight dollars and thirty nine cents. And I say that that's actually pretty low. Yeah. They actually didn't like because I mean how many how many times in your times touring did you ever make money? Never, never, never make money. So here's why I wanted to talk about this because like people like they they'll, they'll go out to shows and here's what I don't understand is like you know and we used to do it we were, were just as bad as anybody else sneaking into shows getting into shows for free but like when these bands are touring like they're just basically like. I'm going to go on a tour and lose money and just so I can hope, hope and pray that like some way, somehow we get a little bit more buzz, buzz, you know, and maybe we'll sell some merch. They didn't, they didn't put on there. They made, they sold any merch. That's true. You would normally sell merch. Yeah. You'd hope so. Unless you're uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, Oh gosh. What's that band? The punk band? Fugazi. Fugazi. (laughs) Selling no shirts. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it luckily we had like our friend Terry who kind of fronted the money for all yeah. this. And I remember going on like a, a California tour with like l- literally like thirty dollars, and then hoping that we would make the two week thing, and I would you know be able to eat kind of thing. Right. What like when you're on tour, like what like what is the eating situation? Uh, it really depends. Mm-hmm. Like um, a lot if you're playing like a venue. Like a that has food, they'll give you free food. Yeah. And of course, it's I I really it it was really up in the air. I really do remember just like being in Las Vegas for the for the first time. I was twenty one. It's like oh, I can have an experience in Vegas, but I had no money, so I had to fucking yeah. stay in the fucking van. Wow. And uh, it was just it. How many I, how many times is there like somebody hook up with a girl so we can all stay somewhere tonight? I don't know if that was the case, but no. they, you know, it was a lot of like, hey, like even to to the crowd, it's like, hey, if you guys got a floor, we can sleep, and that's how I, it was. I've been to I've been to a show, and somebody's like, hey, if you got a place to stay tonight, we we could we'll stay somewhere. Yep. Pe- people stayed at our house over on Rosemont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, many times I've you know I don't know if we've put people, but that's really we've only put people up every once in a while. But like, I know other people who've put lots of people up, mm-hmm. and like you just kind of like you're at the mercy of these people like you're like Mm. fuck it we don't know them never met them in our life yep hopefully they're not going to kill us all yeah and we're going to go stay in this uh person's house in uh topeka kansas yeah (laughs) yep uh it's but you know of course everyone's pretty generous and like okay we're not making money per se but Mm -hmm. It's all about the experience. Right. <laughs> and, of course, there's always, like, a lot of free, like, beer and shit. And you just have a good time and not worry about it. Yeah. And then the next day, you're on the road again. Wow. And then, you know, you have to deal with the car breaking down. I oh, mean, yeah. That happens pretty much yeah. fucking all the time, right? Yeah. Bellama was playing in, I think, Amarillo. <laughs> 
And it, you know that van, like the fucking Shamu van that I had? Yeah. I yeah, took yeah. that van and took Bellamon on tour with that for, I don't know, it was like a week or so. And we got, we had like a flat tire and then it was like a perpetual like flat in that tire. So we ended up using the money for our show to like get a new tire mm-hmm. because the tire was like, we made forty five dollars. Wow. <laughs> it paid for the tire. Uh, I want to. I want to correct myself. I look back to this article. So it's not a, okay. So South by Southwest is a hundred dollars for a solo act, two hundred and fifty dollars for a band, or you can get free tickets to the whole thing. And it's like, who's not going to do the free ticket? Yeah, that's like worth like thousands or whatever. Yeah. I don't know how. much I mean, it I'd, costs. I'd do that and then sell it. Fuck this. All right. There's probably like, if you sell your ticket, well, rah, rah, rah. It's like, fuck you. I mean, I could hang out in Austin. Like, I don't, I, I've never been to South by Southwest, no. but I do know we live in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and it was kind of cool to see when South by Southwest was happening because yeah. like a lot of people, like, you know, people come from all over the fucking country. We're, we're the, we're the show on the way. Yeah. Or the on yeah. the way out, you know? Right. So you get to see kind of like these higher tier bands and then you get to see him at fucking low spirits or some shit yeah <laughs> or, or someone's house yeah house yeah show. yeah and uh i remember i was at work one day and uh somebody was like did you hear about this fly honey warehouse that got busted by the police and i was like yeah and they're like do you know those people i was like i do and they're like i guess it was like some sort of club and i'm like it was not a club it's a, it's called a house a house show and uh, there's, like, several of them all over town. And they're, like, you know, at the time. And they're, like, what do you mean? I was, like, well, there's, like, Gold House, Iron House, uh, Fly Honey Warehouse, Raptor House at one point. Um, t- like town Hall. Super housing. Yeah, t- Town Hall. <laughs> uh, Gold Manor for a while. Oh, my God, all yeah. these places. Yeah. All all in, like, the UNM area. <laughs> right. Which is weird. And they're, like, they're like, well, how does it work? I was, like, you, you go, you bring your own beer, and then, you know, you, you chip in for the bands. And I'm like, and they're like, well, what kind of bands? And I was like, dude, I've seen some pretty, you know, decent. Like, we went to that one. I mean, we went to a weird one that was at, like, a bookstore. And Buck Meek from Big Thief was just playing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for, like, 15 people. Like, <laughs> we're like, okay, so weird, you know? It's like, indie darling. Oh, my gosh. That was a weird show, too, because, <laughs> like, I remember, like, because it's, like, right down the corner from yeah. us. Oh, yeah. And then he called me and was like, I've never seen these people. Like, everyone <laughs> no. had, like, a mullet. Like, ev- ev- yeah. like, like boy or, like, any gender had yeah. a freaking mullet. It looked like, uh, <laughs> what, what's, what's the dude who did, uh, who made kids, uh... Wrote it. He wrote kids. What's oh, that? it was like, uh, like a Harmy Korean scene. <laughs> yeah, from a movie. <laughs> There's like some random mullet kid dancing on the subway. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's like, imagine Gummo, but like yeah. indie kids. Gummo. Pretty sure I've seen Gummo around here somewhere. <laughs> Just mullets. That weird rat tail mullet, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was big in like 2000. Oh, fuck yeah. 12 or some shit. But, um,. What I think is really <laughs> oh yeah, but here's the funny thing: is like it was <laughs> us walking in, and then we're the weirdos, and he heard that like record scratch. <laughs> we're the weirdos, right? Yeah, that's that's an that's an interesting concept, right? Because you always see in those movies where it's like some weirdo, like a uh, punk rocker kid or whatever, walks into like a country bar and they're all, <laughs> but like that happens in in a lot of different yeah, situations. It does so we walk in and you know we float in a lot of different groups. But we'll walk into in like everyone with the mullet, rat tail mullet, like that hasn't washed their their denim vest in a while. They stop and they're all and they like look at us like <laughs> who the fuck? It, yep. it can happen in any group, right? Yeah, yeah. That 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 black denim vest with all the patches on it, oh, and yeah, and yeah. then their their capri pant denim pants that are cut off all weird. All right. <laughs> with a rope belt <laughs> which i love those people don't yeah, yeah we, we, we vibe with them pretty <laughs> we vibe well with those people pretty well i mean they it's yeah we vibe yeah. with them but um the thing that trips me out is like and a lot of people don't know this and like i only know this because i know like you guys like but say like there's a there's a, a touring band going to play at like launchpad or at say like moonlight lounge pretty much the 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 tradition or the the way things go, right, is if you get asked to play, like, whatever money is made at the door, you usually give it to the touring band, correct? That's true. And that's crazy, but it's like, you, it's like, it's it's that, it's a, a weird pay it forward, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, well, we're going to tour, so we hope that 
when we tour, we get all the money from the door wherever we go. Yep. How hard is it? This is one thing that I always, I always find fascinating. Say you're the touring band and you get up there. How hard is it to remember all the band's names whenever you're playing? You're like, hey, give it up for uh, Shiny Girls and uh, Tim Johnson and, uh, you know. It, I would say at this point, um, everyone's band is, has a ridiculous name now. <laughs> they do, yeah. And you're not going to remember. It's like you. Well, no, they do, though, man. Every time I go to a show here, they're like. They're like, hey, give it up for uh, Timmy and John and uh, the the Sour Patch Kids and uh, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and like they'll have them all in their head. And I'm like, damn, man, that's I guess that's just being a professional. I mean, at that point, right? I guess, yeah. I mean, I never would, I've never experienced something where like we were that popular or made that much money. It was always just us hanging out with our friends, you know. Yeah, it's just. But that's I, how that's the love of the art, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I would. I mean, would I but, like? Would I like to be on tour again? Probably not. I mean, if I if I were given the opportunity, it would have to be. Yeah. Uh, what I would have. You're to all. Make, you're all. What what Marriotts are we saying? Yeah, exactly. Because uh, I have uh, I have Bonvoy and uh, I need my points and. Uh, <laughs> or if they flew me out to like one, one like important show to right. where like it would pay. Some my bills significantly where I don't have to take off work because you know like I have fucking health insurance now that my job pays for right yeah am yeah, I gonna yeah. fuck that up fuck no fuck, fuck no fuck no <laughs> that's that's how life changes you know you when you're touring is like touring like that where you're in a fucking band is like in your twenties oh yeah you know, yeah that, definitely that, that's the that's that life right yeah I mean shit dude like let, let's really get down to it people are like when are you gonna do live shows for ten drink minimum again um when somebody fucking pops out some money. Cause like, it's a. In I'll tell you this. Here's the crazy thing. I can do the show with the least amount of equipment that I've ever been able to do. I can set it up faster than I've ever been able to set it up, and I still don't want to do that. Shit. Oh right. <laughs> I still don't want to do that. <laughs> Ask Billy, man. Billy knows how fucking pain in the ass all that shit was. But I couldn't imagine touring and doing all that. Eesh, imagine. Yeah, we're just. Because uh... I mean, that's the one thing that like uh, people don't understand about touring. It's like. Like, and, you know, I'm not a musician, so I don't really understand. But, like, you guys have to, you know, fill a van up with all of your equipment, fit it in there, and then fit yourselves in there comfortably or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drive from town to town, unpack it all, help the drummer get all his fucking drums out. Because, like, you know, because everybody feels bad for the fucking drummer and you need him. Mm-hmm. And so you got to help him fucking go move all of his shit in, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And, you know, your amp might break. Right, mm-hmm. your guitar strings are gonna break. Hopefully, you, you, you know your one guitar holds up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, your one bass holds up, and then you know the microphone. Because I guess you don't bring your own microphones. No, that's all. Yeah, I mean you bring them just in case. Really? When I actually, I didn't even think about this. Like mm-hmm. how easier it would be mm-hmm. um, to tour now. Like you were mentioning, like the the fucking technology exists mm-hmm. where I don't fucking need like an eighteen channel soundboard no. and like a milling of these chords. Um, mics are cheaper, oh, instruments yeah. are cheaper, amps are cheaper and smaller and sound like as good, if not better. Yeah. It would be like, oh, my God. every, every, and, and, every, every fucking uh, tube amp uh, connoisseur just shit their pants. I know. And like you have fucking plugins. You don't need a f- freaking 1967 telecaster just you just buy it's guitars are cheaper well you wouldn't even take that with you if you had it oh exactly and i see people like do it um i'm sure like you're a fucking tom petty or like some shit like you would bring that shit well yeah yeah but yeah but you have a yeah but you have tom petty you have trailers full of fucking yeah yeah yeah. your your tour bus has none equipment on it And, and and you know like you don't even touch your guitar until you walk out on fucking stage, and yeah, that motherfucker's yeah. tuned for you <laughs> by the guy that you handpicked to tune it uh-huh. for you. You know what I mean? You imagine that? I was I was having this conversation, um, they, and they actually take it and like put it over the top of your head for you. Like, yeah, you, you just like lift your arms, <laughs> and that's when you would bring your fucking three thousand dollar Stratocaster yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But it's easier now than ever. I'm telling you right now, if you get one of those fucking Squires or just one of those like $200 Epiphones from Amazon, no one's going to be able to tell a difference. No. 
I mean, sure, there's going to be a little tuning problem. In, in, like I said, in a, nope. studi- in a studio they would, but like, yeah, not in not in not a lab. even then. I'm telling not you, not in right Bowfuck, now. Idaho, in the in the Snake Pit. I'm telling you're you, these guitars now, like the ones you get from fucking Amazon. I'm sorry, I'm not going to promote Amazon, but like, go to like Music Go Round, yeah. and you have like two hundred dollar guitars that I'm telling you, like it's it's just a personal like aesthetic and like feel of a guitar that people like these people pay high dollar for well and like the thing i've never figured out because i don't play guitar like you do i just play it every once in a while but the thing i can never figure out is someone buying a guitar online and it getting shipped to them like how do you because like that's that's a thing yeah it's a thing and like (laughs) and it's like it's a fucking weird thing though because like i've never bought a guitar without playing it first yeah, it's true. You know, like it's you, weird. I, I like fast fashion is like like why would you purchase something if you haven't put it on yet? And it's just uh, I've done that, but like a guitar is a whole nother level though. It's like you get it and you're just like you're like Ugh. that's that's well, that's why you're buying a two dollar two hundred dollar guitar. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just telling. I'm just saying. No one's gonna be able to tell. And no. you no. you have the same means to make great music. Yeah. And say like, oh, somebody's gonna be like, well, the feel is wrong. It's like that's fair. That's a valid making right. argument. Yep. And I'm I'm lucky enough to get beyond that and yeah. just just fucking vibe with my instruments and well, write write, well, write me, shit. Me not being a musician, but like being an observer, I'll tell people this: like, if you go out to a show and you're like, well, the band didn't sound good. Most of the time, that's not the fucking band. Oh yeah, that's exactly. that's that's one of a couple things. The venue sucks, like the venue acoustics suck, uh-huh. or the fucking sound guy sucks. Now, if the sound guy's amazing and you have a shitty guitar, he can make you sound good. Yeah. They can. Man, that, that Andrew guy at fucking uh, Launchpad. Hell yeah. That dude's in it, man. And, uh, and my guy. And if you're a musician and you're shitty to the sound guy, you're an idiot. Tendrick Nation, um, Andrew Godfrey from the Launchpad does yeah. amazing uh, sound work. If you would like to get a hold of him, uh, <laughs> look up. Go to actually, I don't know. Like, I would like to have his info with me. Right. But no, he he actually does a, a music production as well. Yeah. So it's one of those. Like, yeah, he hey. produced. The, uh, I'm trying to think whose album recently, but yeah. And the crazy yeah. thing too is like I have a coworker at the grocery store I work at. And straight up, like, some guy was like, oh, have you heard of Andrew Godfrey? And I'm like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's my boy. It's and my he's like, boy. yeah, I'm just like, uh, he's any good? It's like, he's fucking amazing. Like, he's you're, amazing. I, I think you're, like, his, he produces everything. Like, if you bring him beats, yeah. um, he definitely knows what he's fucking doing. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, how, how, like, how many bands, like, you'll, you'll see that are, like, rude as shit to the sound guy. I'm like, are you stupid? That guy's <laughs> the guy that makes you sound good on stage. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually want to know, like as a sound person if you purposely made them sound bad oh i bet some people <laughs> i, 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 I want to say too yeah it's almost like yeah. like you know service industry like cooks you know it's yeah. like <laughs> oh my god let me speak to the sound guy <laughs> you know that you didn't scoop the mids here yeah. and oh my god like there was so much like fucking feedback and uh, i would just go there and was like oh i'm so sorry like and Oof. then i and i i wink to, you know, to the, to the bartender, it's like, watch this yeah. bitch you thought and just like roll into these fucking awful sounds. <laughs> well, I think, you know, like it's definitely that like there's definitely I would say the one thing that I feel like sound guys like mess up on when they're new or whatever is they'll they'll dial in the guitar, they'll dial in the bass. They'll dial in the drums, and then you can't you can't hear the vocals for shit. Mm-hmm. And you'll go to a show, and you'll be like, I don't even know what he's saying whatsoever <laughs> at all. And I want to say, if the sound guy was good, he would know that. But yeah. I'm guaranteeing you 90%. No, actually, that's not even true. Yeah. I would say a percentage of the time, either they were dicks to him. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yep. Or I would say, I guess in their defense, like the band's defense, right. like some venues only sound good at the soundboard yeah well that's why like i like this new thing like you know i hear that and that's why i like this these new boards where like they have the ipad and they go walk around and they're like up on stage with the band and they're like and the band's like we need more of this and they're like while standing up there with the band and they're like you know that sister bar they do that the guy will be up there with the band and he has his ipad and he's like adjusting the soundboard from the ipad yeah yeah. but he's up on stage or he'll or like they'll walk around 
to the different parts of the uh, venue and listen, and then they'll like they'll adjust it. And I'm like, that's the kind of shit that is badass to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As a technology guy, I love that shit. I'm like, yes. And it, and as the band person, I'll tell yeah. you, Tendrick Nation, is that you're never. It's never going to sound good to you on stage. No, it's not for you. It's for the audience. And yeah. so when. They can only give you so much vocals or mm-hmm. so much guitar on stage. Every musician is always going to be like, well, I need more of this. Like, sometimes you can't. Kick. Yeah. Kick. Yeah, Kick. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, I can't hear this person. Like, well, listen. Like, I cannot. Something's. If I do that, it's going to fuck everything up. So, please, just yeah. hopefully you have enough muscle memory to get through the song. <laughs> I, w- I would hope that. I, but I don't know. Maybe you can clear this up. So, for, for the, like, first of all. For people like people like that do this kind of stuff, the first time I ever used monitors, I loved it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, oh, this is what monitors are for." But like, I assume for you guys, like you know, on stage, it's not so much like the, it sounds good; it's more for like the cues. Yeah, so yeah. you know, you know when to come in exactly. And, yeah. and I would, I've played enough venues that that's the sound stage is not for you. Mm-hmm. And so when you have like meticulous people, it's like, well, I need more of this, more of this, more of this. Like you're not gonna get it. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> unless unless like okay, here's the new technology that fucking rules. And I, it needs to be adopted everywhere. I don't know how viable it is, like how expensive it is, but ear monitors are a thing. Oh man, they're expensive. And they're I don't I don't know, but yeah. I would say that's the best way to do it. Instead of like, actually, I would say that person who is like very meticulous, very much an asshole about monitor levels needs those. No, it's the it's the show where the the audience doesn't get the best experience. Mm, mm. And that's just that's fucking I've, I've facts. Look, I've looked at them. So the thing, the problem with the ear monitors is they're not. It's not a universal like thing. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's ear is like their fingerprints. It's different. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are like generic ones, but like if you're if like I, I have a friend that uses them, uh, Shim. You know Shim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, I saw them use them, and uh, the problem is, is they they make them to your ear. Like mm-hmm. they fit in your ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, especially like the larger acts, because, you know, it helps with, you know, like fucking Jay Mascus is going to, it's going to help him not fucking go deaf from yeah, his exactly. fucking three major fucking amplifiers behind him. <sighs> and, I mean, and, and love so Jay Mascus, but God damn, it doesn't have to be that loud. <laughs> it doesn't have to be loud. I mean, it does. I mean, that's, that's his thing. That's what people, I guess, pay to see. But when you actually see it live, you're like, God damn, like. Does yeah. it? Does it really? Like the <laughs> like the cheap ones on Sweetwater are like three hundred just for a pair. Uh huh. You know, and that and those are not gonna, those are not going to be like perfectly fitting. Those are those like shitty like the, those shitty ones that stick in your what do you call that? Like just in in the hole yeah. in your ear. Yeah. And, and people. And, and the thing is, like, I would love to yeah. see like see those twelve hundred bucks. God damn. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I would love to see like the aesthetic shift from like oh yeah like we you know we have ear monitors to like i would love to have like these little like these kind of like headphones big like cans why why like big fucking cans while you're on like, stage like, like a dj like yeah. dj wears that shit all no yeah. no one bats an eye but like if you yeah, want to play but, play in a band but, but you got to do it right though you got to be like yeah yeah so <laughs> I can't do that when I'm using both my hands to play an instrument. Right. But I would just love to everyone to have like big ass fucking cans or just wear a mask. Yeah, I can guarantee you. Just like, do like a, a dead mouse or a, what? Are you, what are those guys called? The the two the two the two guys oh, space uh, da- Daft Punk. Yeah, just do a Daft Punk helmet, and then the ear the monitors in your helmet. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like it's all muscle memory, and if it sounds good in your headphones, that's an experience. For myself, because honestly, like what you're doing on stage is playing for other people, mm-hmm. so it's not really about you. It's not about you, bro. Yeah. So, but if you can, if you can wear those, if you have like these awesome fucking cans over your ears, you can. Like that's enjoyable for you. Like you have 
a setup. It's mm-hmm. always been that way in your practice space, and you get it tuned in to where like everyone's fucking sounds good. But when you get why, to the- why is there like just some dude with an acoustic guitar with headphones on playing for people, and everybody's like, "Wow, yes, those are his monitors. It's crazy. It's like yeah, he, no one else has ever done that before." Exactly. Yeah. I would say that is the next shift. Mm. And um, this fucking live music lexicon that everyone needs to subscribe to. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. It's like it's like this guy with an acoustic guitar and headphones on, and he's in his own zone, and he just plays like a whole show. And then it ends, and he's like, oh, hi, guys. You know? <laughs> That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Uh, like, Or just, um, you know, uh, just like a lead singer. Just yeah. uh, fucking, you have... Oh, but then how would he show off his hair? How would oh, he, uh, that's, that's thing. You can you didn't have cans like this on on no, stage, no. but I'm telling you, these zoomers are changing shit. Yeah. And you know what? It's not about that. It's all about like my experience. Mm. It's all about you know you experiencing my truth. And that'd be that'd be that'd be. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be against it. Yeah. Uh, tendering. So what we're saying is, if you're a live audience, invest. In big ass fucking can like dr- dr- beats beats by Dre. Oh, the terrible headphones <laughs> or whatever. Did you know? Have you seen like where they? Okay, uh, I don't know if I should go into this, but like so, like someone did like. There's a whole thing where you know, so they have like a heft to them, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, these are fancy. Someone took them apart, and they literally have weights in them, so that it makes them feel heavier, yeah, so yeah. that you're like, ooh. They're, they're, they're more, you know, there's more money in it, you know? I'm telling you, yeah. like... Or something like, you know. 95% of people yeah. who buy, like, you know, a Behringer headset versus, like, say, a Bose. Yeah. And you put them side by side. They're going to sound different, but it doesn't necessarily sound better. That's agreed. <laughs> agreed. And so what... what what they want you to think is like, oh, yeah, well, these Bose ones have like this like noise canceling thing where like you can hear this and this. But also th- at the same time, you're not going to watch porn in HD no. because like you don't want to hear that shit or see that shit, you know? Right. Or or the one you like is not in HD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest on that one. So I, th- I kind of want to like circle back to the music thing. Like, so what I want to I want to really push is is like. People think that, like, if your band is touring, that they're like, oh, man, they're making money. They're not making money. No, 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 no. You're not no, making no. money. You're not staying in the best places. You show up to a venue that probably, number one, does not have any kind of food. They might. And then and then if they do, they might give you a discount. They might feed you. They might. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, you go to Launchpad. What's the green room like in Launchpad? Um, first of all, it's not even behind the stage. Like we can like walk out and you know, hell yeah. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to like take this shot of Malort trademark and like jump out of the bat, the room and like, you know, take that last, you know, fucking puff of, you know, like some weed. No, it's like on the other side of the venue. And you right. go there, and, and, and there's a code. I want to yeah. say I still know the code. I'm not going to give it out, but I, like, I I got it for one night, and I don't remember it. It's the same one yeah. all the time. So, you go in there, you walk up, and it's probably the size of a oh man, it's like, like, a, like a walk-in closet, I guess. Yeah, it's like it's like a, a large walk-in closet, like that room that's behind you. It, it's is like half the size of the green room in Launchpad. And it still has like I want to say it still has like shitty wood paneling maybe uh, stickers everywhere. It's great. It's like you know, yeah. It's one of those places where, but like, but here's the thing: they have a green room. There's a lot of places you probably play that don't even have that. Like you, like you, like stand outside or you used to hang out in the van. I, you, you know, the thing is, like, yeah, you yeah. you have, I think somebody on the caliber of like. Who was who was there? Like built to spill would not yeah. hang out in the green room of the launch pad. No. They they have their bus or whatever. No. They hang out in there. Yeah, like Inside Out has no green room. Yeah, um, L. Ray does. It's downstairs. It's a basement. Uh, Sunshine is in a basement. Uh, actually, Sister Bar has a pretty good green room. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's yeah. you know it's uh, it has a bathroom mm-hmm. and um, lots of room for cocaining. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> you ma- of course I can imagine. I- I've done mm-hmm. I've done Meh. plenty mm-hmm. of drugs in the sister group. Well, it's interesting, Billy. 
see how things go. Um, I don't know. I know Moonlight Lounge does have Moonlight Lounge does yeah, the green no, room is, is the, the, the lobby of the sunshine uh, of the sunshine theater. And the cool thing once that's mm-hmm. open to you, like you can kind of just go anywhere inside yeah. the sunshine. You know, uh, I don't. There's no like I guess lore of like a haunting, but you nah. can, like you can go upstairs and like kind of sit in those like balcony seats and still listen to the band like downstairs. Ultimately, like when I was in DC, the the shittiest thing about like the my experience with music in DC was that there are so many outlets for mm-hmm. like these every major band that you wanted to see. Just pick one, like mm-hmm. what always because there's like New York, there's Philadelphia, there's oh, yeah, Baltimore. Yeah. It's kind of like a loop you do in in that area, so you got to see like everyone you wanted to oh, see. Oh man, you know who did that? Like uh, I saw this great documentary. Um, a band that did that and like made a living off that in the seventies was Twisted Sister. Oh yeah, they would yeah. just literally every night of the week, every night of the week, they would play, and it would be all in that like New it's England. Like a, yeah, it's yeah. like a big metro. Like th- and, there's there's no, I guess like yeah area of like vast yeah. like four no it's like just one big fucking metro they would area. they would run out of merch weekly they would have to get their merch like replenished that's weekly. Tight. and they were just living like for 10 years 10 years they just did this for t- like that is a if you ever get a chance to watch a documentary about a band it is amazing it starts like when the band kind of starts and like shows like them like going through this 10 years and then it ends with them making it that's <laughs> it's so badass. Oh it's, yeah, because it was unsigned the entire yeah, time. Yeah, for ten years because no one wanted to sign them because they didn't want another. Oh god! Like I remember, like I want to say I know. It's the, amazing. I know the story where like you're not necessarily yeah. playing like launch or like a sunshine theater caliber venues every night, but no, you go into like a fucking pool hall. Mm. And like, no, they would talk about how like uh, seven days a week they'd pull like two thousand people. Oh shit! Well, that's still can be a pool hall or like yeah. a like a like a bowling alley or some yeah, shit. No shit. No, the two thousand people like it, it's crazy. Like this was in the seven because like they would literally do that thing like you were saying like they would just tour around like New England and like you know do a big, yeah, like a the, big loop yeah East Coast like yeah. metro yeah big city. Um, so DC was one of those places where like. You had all that. Like, I, I saw Wild Nothing. I saw Soccer Mommy. I saw War on Drugs. All these places that, like, yeah. you would have to wait probably three or four years to see, like, in Santa Fe or you know, oh, absolutely, like, in, yeah. in Albuquerque. Yeah, we, we, we luckily get them. And we're like, oh! Yeah, and, right? And, like, right now, if something like that happens, Soccer Mommy goes to Meow Wolf, tickets are gone that day. Yep. Every Everything. So I have learned this. I have learned this about the, the newer, the new times, because, like, they're now scheduling shows, and it'll be like you know six months later, right? If a show sells out, you're cool, you're good. If it's like six months down, because no one, no one puts that shit on their calendar. Nobody does. And in the week of, people are like, "Shit, I've got three tickets. Who wants to buy them? <laughs> shit, I, I'm out of town. I'm out of town. I didn't even know. I didn't yeah. even fuck, fucking forgot about it. Bikini Kill. Like Bikini Kill show, like sold out." Bikini Kill show sold out in like two days, right? Yeah, and that was like a year before. <laughs> yeah, literally a yeah. year before they played yeah. here. And like, I had so many options to buy tickets from the the day before and the day of. Like, people literally were like, "Do you have a ticket?" I'm like, "I do." Are you going? Yeah. All right. I'm like, because I have three to sell. <laughs> like, okay. People here do not put shit on their calendar. I've learned that. And with the with this vast resources yeah. of like seeing bands you've always wanted to see, there was one problem. I couldn't. I didn't have, like, I guess I did have options, but it was far away from me to see like a local band. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that was the weird thing about San Diego. So I go to San Diego, and I'm like, you know, everybody's like, oh, you got to go to this place and this place and but. First of all, people, I don't like a lot of shit. You've got to understand that. I don't mm-hmm. like a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I want to know where some, some kick-ass breweries are. I want to know where a speakeasy is. Yeah. And I want to go see some fucking local live music. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about uh, a not, lot of Not places. a cover band. No. I want to see somebody's, no. like, 
Fuck no. Starting a, like a new kind of, you know, like a launch pad. Yeah. Like, like oh, yeah. So like a little community comes together and yeah. like this is like their second show. Mm-hmm. And they're going to like, you know, I'm going to smoke a cigarette while they're playing. And but kind of listen a little. Yeah, exactly. Well, and so I go there. And like this mega city, San Diego's a fucking big city. Mm-hmm. Four, four or five million people probably. And I'm like, so uh, where would I go to see like uh, local music? And they're like, you mean like the House of Blues? I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. So they send me down to this area and there's like 50 plus bars in this area, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, 50 plus bars, no one is playing music. Like they're all just like playing like a you know a PA like or oh, you know, yeah, like yeah. you know like a, a fucking Pandora or whatever, and uh, I'm like okay so that was the first night I was there. Finally, I'm like talking to some girl in a, in a brewery who had been here, and she goes, "Oh, you're gonna want to go." No, I went. No, she didn't know either. She did the House of Blue shit. So then I was like, "Well, where do people go watch like local live like bands and stuff?" And they're like, "Oh, I I, I didn't know that you do that." Like what? <laughs> so then I finally went on Facebook and like found like I like typed in like the area or whatever, and I found like that there was like a, a a bar in this place called South Park because I guess there's North Park and South Park. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes, "Haha, that show." No, and so I go down there, and it's a total like launchpad situation. Good. That's but the weirdest part was like between the bar and the stage. There was a partial wall with a big hole in it. And I'm like, maybe think about knocking the fucking whole, partial wall out and putting a pole or something, right? <laughs> but um, we get in there and, like, you know, S- you know uh, San Diego's by Mexico. It's like by Juarez or not, uh, Tijuana. Tijuana, yeah. And um, <laughs> it's like in this whole area, I love it. Like, there's fucking mural walls, totally hipster. I totally like, you know, there's a seven, a real seven 11 and we don't even have those here anymore. So I walk in and like all the seven 11 products that I'm like, Whoa. And I, I, I'm there to watch the music. Right. I get there at like seven 30 and I eat at this Italian food place, walk over, buy a ticket by eight 30. This place is sold out. And so many people walked up to buy a ticket and they were like, sorry, we're sold out. And I start to realize, like, it's like a Mexican hipster neighborhood. Oh, sick. All of the bands were, like, you know, Mexican kids. And, like, they would sing, like, indie rock, but then there would be, like, an accordion in the band. Like, (laughs) fucking weird. Like, I'd be like, why is there a rock band with a fucking accordion in it? And I was like, oh, they're from Mexico. You know, their families are from Mexico, and they grew Uh up with that shit. And they're integrating it in. And it was so badass, right? And like you know, they're all like dressed like the like the hippest fucking kids, you know, oh, like yeah, yeah, hair yeah. done up and the fucking coolest boots or shoes or like whatever, like jacket, you know. And then they're like singing, and then like they'd sing rock, and then boom, throw some Spanish in it, like. And then That's this tight. this one dude was like, most people were short. This one guy was like six foot seven, white guy. And then he walks up and he's like talking to all of his friends, and he's just like throwing the most like Spanglish I've ever seen into <laughs> shit. And I was like. Ah, and I'm like, fuck, I'm so glad I found this, like, area. Uh-huh. And that's the places you want to go. That's what I wanted to. Yes. But also, I lived, like, in a very cushy... Uh, it yeah. was the Gaberhood, but, like, the live music there... there was <laughs> Billy. The, well, it, it was, it was it, you know, it was, like, the historically, like, one of the mm-hmm. places where, like, mm-hmm. you know, gay and lesbian, non-binary people kind of went to gravitate to, which is, uh. like, a fucking great neighborhood. And there was... Like a freaking great venue there. It was called like, oh god, I can't remember. It was on uh, freaking like 18th and fucking Columbia. What is that place? No idea. <laughs> Songbird. And uh-huh. so like when I first moved there, it was before COVID. Like I saw my friend Wad play there, and it had an underground, and it was like definitely that place I wanted to go. Of course, COVID happens, closed down. They moved all the way down like uh-huh. downtown. So like I didn't. There was no. Venue, but uh, also there was like this, like you know, house shows are a big thing. There's this mm-hmm. place called um, the Lens, not Lensic. What is it called? <laughs> um, something like that. But it was a house show. I straight up went to. We took the really? red red line up to Tacoma, which is like this part of DC, and it. I'm pretty sure it closed down too because I was like I said before COVID. Well, you you got to go there though. Right? I got to go there. Yeah. What were the people like? Were they friendly? They're great. Are you kidding yeah. me? It was like a, a like a pretty much like an old ass Victorian house with like three bedrooms and they had 
downstairs just for music. It was amazing. And then I just say that because I'm going to be there next week, and uh, you know, people better be friendly. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what that place was called, but it was like a house. You take, you get off the red line. You have to walk like five mm-hmm. or six minutes, but it's right oh. there. Um, and there was also like kind of like a heavy metal karaoke going on. Um, and that was all the way in Shaw, like this part of DC where mm-hmm. like it was, but other than that, it was, well, like when, when I was in, uh, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada in like 2000, I always, I, someone's like, why do you say Nevada? Well, we have one in New Mexico. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, in 2019 for like 10 days, um, our friend Candace, uh, Morales. Simo. Can I stop you right there? It's called Rhizone. So Rhizone oh, DC, look yeah. it up. And I don't know if they're still around, but it was mm. a great place. Go ahead. But I'm with Candice Morales and uh, Vince, and I think Kale. Yeah, Kale was with us. And I don't know how she does it, but like, we're, you know, of course, you know, we don't know anyone there. So we're like right on the Fremont, and we're at, oh, what was the place called? There's there's a, a bar there that's been around since uh, the, the 50s, and they would sit on the roof and watch the atomic bombs explode. Oh, it's shit. like the Atomic Cafe or Atomic Cantina or something like that. It literally the same kind of name. Uh-huh. Anyway, we're like drinking outside. I'm eating a hamburger. And like Candace, you know, she's taller. I'm six foot two. She's like six three. She looks over the fence, walks over, and there's these two guys walking down the street. And she goes, excuse me, where are you two guys going? And they're like, oh, uh, to a, a, a punk show. And she goes, oh. Where? And they're like, it's at this house over here. And she goes, can we go with you? And they're like, yeah. Oh, that's. And we fucking like cash out, follow these two guys to a house and we pay to get in. And the most hilarious thing, the most hilarious thing, if you pay, they would like put a bracelet made out of a pipe cleaner around your (laughs) wrists, which you could easily take off and give to someone else. Right. So we go and, and it's like this fucking flop shit house that some punk dudes live in right and the thing that like they did there that i i was like whoa that i was shocked by is like any show you go to like that here people will bring their own alcohol bring their own beer bring their own booze but no way shape or form will someone like set up a pay bar illegally uh-huh. and they did <gasps> they had a pay bar right they had a pay bar in the very back, and like they were like making drinks for people, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like <laughs> that's just that's just pretty much like how Vegas yeah. started with kind of these like illegal low, legal shit. I ended up even buying a shirt from one of the bands because like their their logo was like a church, and then an upside down cross was coming out of it, and then it was <laughs> blood on it. I bought it for Sabrina because I was like, "This is a Sabrina gift right here." <laughs> a friend. That's so cool. I miss Vegas. I mean, but, like, but, I, I would never go to the Strip again. But. Right. No. But, like, that to me is, like, like you know, to this day, I'm, like, a highlight of the trip. We fucking went to this fucking punk show at some DIY house. Uh-huh. And I bought a shirt from one of the bands and, you know, because, you know, also to help them, you know, move to the next town. And, like, they were just bucking. And we met. We talked to so many people. We, like, in a, they were, like, we're, we're, you guys from here? We're, like, no, I'm from Albuquerque. And, like, how did you get here? And we're, like, well, she saw these two dudes. And we're, like, those look like our people. And she was, like, hey, where are you going? She just knew. She knew. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how the fuck. I was, I, like. I, I'm that way sometimes, yeah. though. Yeah, you are. And, um, like, I ended up, like, in, a, like, a flop house in Portland one day. Yeah. Like, oh, after yeah. doing, car- like, karaoke and i was and then marty texted me it's like where are you it's like just come three blocks over i'm sorry i didn't say goodbye but it was fun <laughs> anyway that's kind of yeah i mean we've kind of done the time i wanted but like that's you know i wanted to do that show i wanted to talk about like because i saw that article and i was like man so many it's it, it's funny that this made national news about this band who's mm-hmm. talking about touring and how they don't make money and it's someone's like well you'd have made money if you didn't do that airbnb and it's like uh, they were there for six days. What were they gonna do? Sleep? I mean, what would a ho- right. what would a hotel have been? <laughs> More? More? Yeah, yeah. could have been. They probably got booked for that, and they booked that fucking Airbnb like six, seven months in advance. Mm-hmm. But a hotel and a motel, a motel, because it wasn't a hotel; it's a motel. Yeah, motor lodge. <laughs> I mean, let, let's be let's be honest. What do you think motel? You think cheaper, poor? Yeah, you know that's just how it is. 
And I just wanted people to be like, you know, when you see a touring band, when you when you specifically go, ooh, there's a band I want to see, they're touring through, and they're not like, you know, a big ass, like, you know, national act, go buy that fucking shirt or record or whatever. Help them get to the next town. Hell yeah. Public service announcement. That's the rules, man. That's the rules. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, and I'm probably going to end up at a couple shows tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a the great show at uh, Moonlight Lounge, uh, Jimmy Climbs, uh, Justin Nunez. Justin's going to be on the show in a couple weeks. Uh, Jimmy Climbs uh, was on the show, great kid. These are all the up and comers. These are the kids that are going to kick your ass, oh, Billy. Yeah, yeah, right? Well, These are the up and comers. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I'm like, you've, you've, yeah, I'm like, I'm like that meme of like the lion who like just kind of like yeah. pieces out. It's yeah. like, and the and the alpha male leaves. They're like, they're like, Billy, come do the show. I'm done. Don't you get it? I'm finished. <laughs> Don't you get it? I've been done with that for years. No, we need you back. We need you back for one show. It's like, I ain't gonna do it. Leave, I it, up got to, it. leave it up to these kids these days. I got a good life now. I got a woman. <laughs> I got a home. I got a good job. Don't you get it? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, we're done. Oh, well, yeah. It's been great coming back. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I 10 Drink Nation. This is used, I used to be the co-host three years ago. I know. Until you quit. Yeah. Walked away. <laughs> I was like, Billy, we need to do another show. And you're like, I'm done. Don't you get it? I never thought I'd hear those words again. I, can't, <laughs> I just, I can't. I can't. Billy's like, my badge, my gun. There you go. <laughs> I'm done with this. No. It's like it's like, but they got your, they got your something. It's like, well, god damn it! <laughs> they got yeah, they got they got uh, they stole your uh, fuck. What is Billy? What is Billy Covet? <laughs> Covet. <laughs> trying to think. Um, they got your. I don't know. Like you got they got your Crocs. Yeah, they stole your Crocs, <laughs> Billy. They said they're gonna throw them in the fire. <sighs> All right. Okay, but we're gonna do this my way. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do this my way and after this job we done we're done you don't hit i just i can't i can't <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thank you guys for listening uh we'll be back uh a week from sunday uh the what is that day let's see let me see the count that's one thing i don't like about the the Mac. Let me pull this up here. We'll be back on the twenty second. So we'll be back live. Hopefully everybody will be here. But uh, I'll be in DC uh, for the next week. The uh, if you're listening, uh, I'll be the the fifteenth through the twenty first. So if you want to meet up with me and you live in that area, uh, I definitely have a lot of nighttime stuff free. So hit me up. Yo, I actually do want to be on the show after we get back because I want to talk about DC. Okay. You can do that one uh, that when I get back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There we go. All right. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And with that, uh, we yeah. are 10 Drink, drink Minimum. minimum.